This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to do a little bit of recapping. You know, the Denver Broncos, where do they stand in the AFC West? And is it a lot closer than people think? We will discuss. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. Big thanks to our friends over there at Tap 14 for helping us out and uh, supporting the program. Strongly encourage you to go on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. Uh, I want to talk about the the AFC West, you know, because we, we've been focusing a lot on the Denver Broncos and their future and these young picks and the free agency and everything that they've done, yada, yada, yada. But where does it all stack up inside the AFC West? Because I think this is the this is where you want to start when it comes to moving forward for next year. You know, everybody wants to talk about how, you know, oh, well, they could be slotted here for potential wild card, yada, 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 based on this play. Uh, start with the division. Okay, inside the division, because I actually think the division is going to be a very typical AFC West kind of slugfest. There's going to be four teams that are going to be kind of hanging around the six and six, seven and seven mark towards the end of the towards the end of the year, and they're all going to finish either ten and six, nine and seven, or eight and eight. I think it's going to be another one of those slugfests. I don't think you're going to see the same as this year, this past year at least, where you saw the Chiefs, of course, win 12 games, the Chargers win 12 games. I I don't think it's going to be that top-heavy. Denver got much better, make no mistake. And And Oakland got much better, quite frankly. But let's talk about some of the things that each team did. So starting with, obviously, the Chiefs, who won the division, uh, look, this is going to be a team that is going to be good as long as they pair Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. Okay, this is going to be a team that's going to be in the double-digit wins. But again, this is a team that defensively was just so bad, and they lost some key players. I mean, Eric Berry, Alan Bailey, Justin Houston, D. Ford. Like those last two, huge. Now they bring back, they bring in Honey Badger as a you know, replacement. Honey Badger's just not. He's not. There's a reason why he was a free agent. Okay, He's not the same. I think there's a little bit more of the mystique around him, the nickname and everything, LSU and all that jazz, than actual skill level. I think the Brashad Breeland pick is actually a really, really good one, though. Uh, their cornerback that they picked up, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the trade. And, and that's about it. But, of course, two of the other big key losses are Kareem Hutt, and Tyreek Hill. Now, Roger Goodell had comments 
earlier today about Tyreek Hill and saying they're going to let that legal process play out and all that just Tyreek Hill's not going to play a game for the Chiefs anymore. I, I, well, maybe I should say this. We don't think he will. He better not. I mean, how, how are you going to cut Kareem Hunt so quickly and then Tyreek Hill, which, and look, I'm not trying to grade crimes, but Tyreek Hill is, is a bad person. He's a bad person. He's a bad dude. Cut him. Let him go. Be done with him. I don't understand what they're waiting for. So the Chiefs took a step back. And again, remember, this is a Denver team that came inches away from beating Kansas City last year when they were here in Denver if Case Keenum hits Demarius Thomas in the end zone on a easy wide open touchdown. Denver wins that game. So I, I'm I'm not saying that the Chiefs are coming back down to earth to be this poor team, but I don't think they're this juggernaut that many people think. I really don't. And we'll this is assuming Patrick Mahomes plays at a absolute MVP perfect level like he did last year. You don't think he's going to regress just a little bit? He very well could. We'll see. The Chargers. They didn't make very many key additions. Uh, Jeffrey Tillery was their draft pick who many people locally uh, very much question his character. Uh, some certain interviews that were played that uh, were very baffling with some of my other colleagues, but we won't get into that. And they had some serious losses. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Luget, Corey Luget. But I've always heard people also say Lugit. I don't know. Tyrell Williams, Jason Verrett. Uh, this is a Chargers team, look, I think is going to go as Phillip Rivers goes and will again also be kind of in that 9-10 win echelon. So if we have the Chiefs falling back a little bit to 9-10-11 wins and the Chargers kind of sitting in that 9-10 win echelon, then we look at the two who essentially occupied the bottom last year in the Oakland Raiders and the Denver Broncos. The Oakland Raiders, they were dreadful last year, but boy, did they really load up. Uh, obviously from Antonio Brown, Trent Brown, their big free agent pickups. I think Josh Jacobs was just a tremendous draft pick. We'll see this Cleveland Farrell. I think a lot of people believe that was an absolute reach, but look, if Mayock sees something in Farrell, if Gruden sees something in Farrell that we all didn't see and he becomes a star pass rusher, all of a sudden we're saying, wow, look at this Oakland defense all of a sudden. Of course, that added Brandon Marshall, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, Jonathan Abram. I, I, Abram, I believe, was the best safety in the draft. I think Oakland had a tremendous offseason, and they will be better. And look, they have a guy. Now, a lot of people wonder if Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback. I still think he is. I think he can be a quality quarterback. But Oakland is not going to be sitting in that 4-12 and range like they did last year. They will be a good team that floats around that 7-8-9 win mark. And then you look at the Broncos, and you say, okay, 6-10 and with a absolutely dreadful quarterback position and an absolutely dreadful coaching situation. The coaching situation, I think, is absolutely fixed. 
And maybe that's a little bit more confidence in Vic Fangio than others have, and that's fine. But Vic Fangio comes from a old-school, no-nonsense, no-death-by-inches, no-BS style. And generally, that is much better or at least competent in the NFL. You know, you, you don't have this, this nonsense that's running around like you did last year. That affects the practices. That affects play. It affects relationships. We, we've heard the comments from Brandon Marshall about how it just seemed like nobody on defense was on the same page. And quite frankly, we really didn't need to hear Brandon Marshall say it because we saw it with our own eyeballs that this team was just dysfunctional. It was stupid in-game management. The challenges made no sense. Nothing about it was right. And even with as bad as that coaching staff was, they somehow mustered six wins. Brandon McManus hits a field goal to end the uh, game against who was it? The Jets or something like that? They win, a, they win that game. We just talked about the Case Keenum throw. He hits, he hits DT on Kansas City's game. They're an 8-8 team in two plays. That's how the ball bounces. My point is, is they're not as bad as people think. I don't believe the Denver Broncos are a six-win team. I believe they are very firmly in the eight, nine, and yeah, maybe 10-win echelon. We really think Joe Flacco is going to be as bad as Case Keenum. Case Keenum was miserable. Case Keenum was absolutely miserable. Trevor Simeon, two years ago, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, name the guy. They were miserable. That was arguably, 2017 was arguably the worst quarterback situation I've ever seen with an NFL team because it was three dreadful guys who had three completely different styles who rotated in and out. It's not like you have, you know, Blake Bortles in Jacksonville who was just awful last year, but it's at least one guy. So wide receivers can kind of know the tendencies of the quarterback and the the offensive line can block in a certain way. That wasn't the case in 2017 for Denver. That was arguably the worst quarterback play I've ever seen. Last year, Case Keenum was not very good. He was actually, that's, that's putting it lightly. He was dreadful. He was miserable. Joe Flacco at least brings what I believe is competency. I don't believe Joe Flacco is going to be all that great. I, I don't think we're going to see Joe Flacco in the top 10 of any sort of number. He's going to float around that 10, 15, maybe down towards the 20 range when it comes to touchdown passes. He's not going to throw a touchdown, ton of touchdown passes. He's not going to throw 30 touchdown passes. He gonna, he, his stat line's going to look like 22 to 25 touchdowns with 10 to 12 picks. But if you said you could have that right now with an elite defense, I'm taking that all day to the bank, baby. Because that, paired with a defense that we think they can be as good as they are with the players they inserted this year, and assuming Chris Harris comes back, that's a 10-win team. That is a 10-win team. And I, I don't think there's any rah-rah fan in me that's saying that. I'm just matching up the pieces. That's a that's an 8-9-win team at the least. And again, I think this is where we're going to see this division just kind of beat up on each other. It's going to be a very typical wild, wild west where it's going to be two games separating first to last, and you're going to see a lot of them just come down to the wire. And the division will be won by the team that executes best late and doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. 
no turnovers, no stupid penalties, no holding on Garrett. Bo- oh, sorry. Was that a cheap shot? That was a cheap shot. No, it wasn't a cheap shot. Clean up your penalties. But yet Garrett Bowles is talking about Dalton Reisner. He's, oh, they finally got me a left guard. Play your roles. No death by inches. This is what Vic Fangio has been preaching. And quite frankly, if the players follow, because he's got a lot of respect already as a new coach, if the players follow, this is a Denver team that I think is just much better than people think. Much better than people are giving credit. And I think this division is going to be a lot closer than people think as well, too. It's not going to be this 12-4, and 12-4, and four, and then bowling ball falls off the table. It's going to be a very close and a very cliche wild, wild west. So, again, big thanks to our friends over there at Tap 14. You can find them at, well, just Caddy Corner to Blake Street. And, then of course, that uh, Coors Field, you know, they've got the rooftop, which is just tremendous. And if you're going to the Rockies game, maybe pregame or postgame, go on up there, enjoy one of the 70 Colorado beers on tap or the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirit. Chef Andrea Varela does a great job with that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair. It's just tremendous. So go on over there, Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap 14. Dot com. For more info on the Denver Broncos, go on over to MileHighSports.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter, where, of course, we're always talking about the Broncos, whether it be player profiles, discussions, breakdowns, interviews, all kinds of great stuff over there at MileHighSports.com. And the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android. You can download it at MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com. See you, all This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.